most of y'all know who our guest is today, but if you don't know him, you better look him up right now. His name is Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins, I know all the girls right now, you probably screaming, ooh, yes, he was on The Bachelor. He's been on The Bachelor twice, but also he has a story to tell. Actually, the reason he is on this podcast today is because, listen to this man's Instagram bio. Be kind, for everyone you know is fighting a hard battle, and every second we are creating our story. So obviously, Ben has a huge heart to him, and I cannot wait to hear all the advice he's going to give us today. All right. What up, fam? Welcome to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Today, we have a really special guest, and I'm super excited. I know a lot of you know who he is. We have, are you ready for a drum roll? Ben Higgins. Welcome, Ben, to the show. Oh, this is great. No, I'm so excited to be talking to you. This is great. I'm so excited, too. Okay, so this is the most simple podcast ever with one question, (laughs) and that is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? You know, this is such a good question and one that I've been thinking about a lot recently because uh, there's one thing in life that I've never been good at. And so I'm an only <laughs> child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Indiana. My, you know, my family's got a little bit of grit to them. Not too mm-hmm. much, but a little bit. <laughs> there, uh, we, we do have a, a background of, of agriculture. So, you know, it is a little bit of farming family. Nice. Getting advice is not something and taking advice is not something that we do easily. Um, I, honestly, I was thinking back, I'm like, how many times in life have, have I readily accepted any type of advice from anybody that loves, cares, supports me in general? And, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's few and far between. So one thing I wanted to start with was, uh, um, thank you for bringing to light an issue that, that I now have that I need to figure out why I cannot take advice. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's actually, you know what? I'm actually really glad you said that because I bet a lot of people our age or in the 20s to 30 range probably feel the same way. So thank you for bringing light to that issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I'm going to work on that. Um, but there is a little piece of advice that I, uh, you know, I was given. And I think it's a culmination of a lot of love from my parents, a lot of love from friends and family, a lot of love from people around me. Um, and I think because this, this advice was not given by a person, it was given to me through prayer. Mm. Um, I was, I remember this moment very distinctly. Uh, I was going through a pretty tough time just with my, my dad was super sick. Um, I was questioning my motives and my purpose. I was questioning my passions and my mm. desires. And, and I was sitting at a coffee shop. I remember this and I was praying, uh, and, and it was just a really cool experience where I felt like this, this clarity was given to me, um, where this little small voice, um, I'll call it uh, the Holy Spirit. Others will just call it your mind, um, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll call it something special. And yeah. it was live your life, Ben, like it could be written about in the Bible. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, what does that mean? And I started to just sit there and, and pray through it and process it. And it was this um, this clarity that you know the Bible is a group, is, is a story of, of a bunch of people pursuing the one above in the yeah. best way they know how yeah. with failures and faults. Uh, and, and, and it, so it, this like little bit of advice mm-hmm. that I think was a culmination of a lot of years of insights from my family, mm-hmm. a lot of years of love from, from them, but then also culminating with this like small voice saying, okay, this is what this is all meant, mm-hmm. uh, gave me a, a purpose and a passion far beyond anything I could, I, I, I thought I had. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that it's really cool. Like, um, that you said you got that in prayer and from the Holy spirit, because I believe that 
The Lord is so good with instruction and with teaching. I always say God is my teacher. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. And so more than half the time. And so I need the Holy Spirit to give me advice. And so to hear you say that whenever you were in a coffee shop, I'm sure you were being still, you were praying, um, is really cool and really powerful. And also I feel like what the Lord did in that moment for you is really opened up the door for you to receive a lot more advice. Because by saying like, if you're if you like live like a story that's worthy of being in the Bible, then that means that like get to know the Bible, like get to know the people in the Bible so that you can know what those stories look like. And then not only that, but if we're living like the people in the Bible, then we're also believing like the people in the Bible. So it raises your faith mm-hmm. to like a whole nother level. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer And I think that that's super cool, especially saying like for a long time, if advice was something that was rare to receive or rare to give, then that right there opens the door to so much more to be willing to spoke in. And that's super cool. So, wow, I didn't even see that coming. I thought this was going to be like farming advice. And the next thing you know, you <laughs> drop the Holy Spirit. I'm like, okay. That yeah, was twist awesome. and turns. Twist and yeah. turns. Um, I really want to ask you about this too, because I thought this was so good. Um, it was your pinned tweet. Not that I was stalking, but I definitely went to your Twitter and saw this pinned tweet. And I ended up being so sucked into the message that your pastor was preaching and really um, just the advice that he had for the church. And he was basically talking about how like, you know, the church was so brutal whenever he went on The Bachelor. And I experienced that whenever I was on Dance with the Stars and just um, stepping into that reality TV TV world and what the church response was to it. And he was just kind of talking about 
listen, like that's what the world sees the church as. And that's a real problem. (laughs) And just think about that for a second. And to me, like it was such great advice to me. And just how can I now being in the spotlight, being the limelight, kind of shape the culture and like kind of help speak into what it looks like for people going reality TV and not just being like, this is what it looks like, but this is how we can help. This is how we can pray. This is what we can encourage. So anyways, I say that to say, I received a lot of advice from your pastor in that video. And I was just wondering if there was anything somebody said to you in the process of wanting to go in The Bachelor or thinking about doing this reality TV show that has really stuck with you or stuck with you through the process of that. Yeah, uh, you bring up such a good point. And and it's also really nice to hear you say that you've been through it also, not because I want you to suffer the pain and the, and the feeling of criticism, but to know that mm-hmm. there is community out there that I wasn't the one lost, you know, Christian mm-hmm. that felt the the burden of the church or the burdens yeah. of believers saying, hey, this is wrong because yeah. it hurts. And it, it's really hard, especially at a young age. When I started this mm-hmm. whole experience, I was 24 years old. It was hard for me to process, you know, what was right and wrong. I was just yeah. trying to figure out life in general, uh, um, and, you know, in my own world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I think uh, uh, Denny Wilson at Warsaw Community Church and Warsaw, Indiana was, was saying there was was something that really spoke to me and gave me encouragement because he was in a place of leadership in my life and in the lives of a lot of others. And he stood up on stage and he preached a message of, of hope and love and light, preaching a message of uh, perception. Mm-hmm. And and for me, as I'm going through this journey, I, I needed it. And then I, and then I, you know, what I did was I took a step back and I thought everybody needs this message. Yeah, All of us have so our spheres of influence. Yeah. All of us are, are living a life of leadership at some level, mm-hmm. either for the good or the bad. And all of us need to hear the message of what are what kind of perception are we bringing off? Are we bringing off one that hey we're too good for everything else? Mm-hmm. We're we're above everything else. We 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 can't um, associate or commune with anybody of of a lesser um, ethical standard or moral mm-hmm. standard. Or are we saying no? We're going to be like Jesus and we're going to get down in, in yeah. the grit, so in good. the weeds. Uh, we're going to be within the light in the darkness. And and for me, I walked out of that. Mm-hmm. sermon that was one that you know was kind of like how often is it where your preacher actually kind of preaches to you um, and <laughs> like, actually, actually preaches to you. yeah <laughs> yeah um and i walked out of that and i and i just remember this feeling of hope and also mm-hmm. this feeling of um conviction even in my own life on what am i judging people for yeah, like what am i what perce- what am i perceiving and assuming their life are, are are bringing about that I'm saying no that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's allowing me to see people's stories a little clearer. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's that's a good thing. That's so good. That's awesome. I think that a lot of people need to hear one of the things you said specifically. I think you said um, that we all have influence. Like that was that message was for everybody. It wasn't just for the people who have been on some crazy reality TV show. It's it's for everybody. And you, especially with Instagram with social media, you know, people. A lot of times we can dog it, and yeah, there are certainly some negative side effects to social media. Don't get me wrong, but there are so many beautiful ways that we can be using it and there's also a way for every single person to have influence whether you have 10 followers or you have 100 followers or 100,000 followers you have people that are following your life and learning from your lifestyle and so I just want to say that to everybody listening that you know you may be listening to this and being like oh yeah y'all were both have this major sphere of influence but you do too you know my friends and I joke we're like it's funny with Instagram like everybody's a model everybody's a blogger 
writer. Everybody's a writer. And, and we kind of joke about it, but it's actually a beautiful thing that we have in this generation, in this time, that we all get to do something really cool and really special because we get to create um, whatever that's going to be for our page that we want to put out into the world. And so I love that you said that. Um, and then I also want to hit on one more thing because I think this is so cool and I want to hear your heart behind it. And I would love for um, everybody to get a chance to hear your heart behind it. But this generous coffee thing, what is that all uh-huh. about? Yeah, it's it's such an interesting uh, whirlwind of life for me right now. So uh, for years, I was a software salesman in Genesee, Colorado. And then The Bachelor happened. And then, you know, everything <laughs> following The Bachelor. And nice. I got off the show and there's this weird thing with The Bachelor. And there's this is I'm going to condense this story as best as I can because I know your listeners only want to hear your voice but I'm going to I'm going to condense <laughs> no, no, this no, as much it, as possible. Tell it. We want to we um, want to hear it. I go I went on the show and in this and and this bachelor thing's crazy because at first it's this euphoric feeling of fame and and uh, attention and the bachelor's crazy because it's literally everybody giving attention to one person the mm-hmm. the lead. Mm-hmm. And I was getting ready to go on the plane to fly out to LA and I was calling my family and calling my friends and saying goodbye um, before the show started. And one of my buddies who runs an organization called Humanity and Hope United, Riley Fuller, I was on the phone with him and he's like, uh, all right, how you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing good, man. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm starting to feel really selfish. I'm starting to feel like this isn't going to do anything for me. I'm starting to like carry a bunch of weight mm-hmm. uh, with, with what's about to come. And, and he goes, okay, so how do we fix it? How, what, what can we do? And what can I pray for? And I was like, all right, well, I don't know. And he's like, what if, what if Ben, you've prayed the whole time and he knew this, that, you know, God closed any door that that's supposed to be closed to make it clear that I, I shouldn't do this because I'm not smart enough. And, and I, to, to do this, like to make the right decision on my own. Mm-hmm. So I've been closing this. He's like, God has opened up every door for you. So, so obviously this is supposed to be right. I mean, you mm-hmm. would trust that and have faith in that. And he goes, what if you pushed all the attention onto something bigger and better, something bigger than yourself. What if the whole time in mind, yes, you're pursuing a love story, but you're also having the direction and and the, the intention of pushing this to something bigger, something greater. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Let's try it. So I get on the plane, I fly out to LA, we do this whole thing. Obviously it led, you know, the story then completes itself on television. I get off the show and I'm in Honduras um, about four or five months later mm-hmm. with Riley, and uh, we're, we're traveling around, and, and we're looking at all the communities that uh, you know Humanity and Hope United has helped out. Mm-hmm. And we're with a group of people, uh, and one of the guys asks us a question, and I'm on the board of Humanity and Hope United. My job on the board is fundraising, and so I'm down there, and he's like, okay, guys, what if all your fundraising runs out? What are you going to do? How are you going to leave these people? And we we're like, we'll ask for more money from more people, right? And he's like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, what if that avenue shuts down? What if mm-hmm. something happens that just doesn't allow you to gain any type of fundraising from any individual donors? And we're like, we have no answer to this. But yet we're a you know mature organization that is believes in sustainable change. And if we believe in sustainable change, we also got to believe in sustainable fundraising. And so we came back the United States and we started to think over what could we do? Could we partner with a corporation or, or to, to fund us or what? And we came up with the idea of starting a for-profit business that donated all profits to nonprofits and social causes to support their efforts in whatever wow. avenue or arena they're operating in. So wow. Generous Coffee Company was born with the idea that we could sell products with stories behind them, starting with coffee because it's what we knew best. Mm-hmm. We could sell that coffee online um, to eliminate our overhead. We're going to open up a few 
coffee shops here this year uh, based on some really cool opportunities we've had. Wow. But we could sell this, then donate to support and fundraise for the organization. So now, see, this is my full-time job. I wake up every morning uh, and I operate Generous Coffee Company. I I sit down at my desk and it is my sole responsibility um, to, to kind of help manage this. But we have some great employees now that are really making this thing move and groove mm-hmm. uh, and i'm just kind of along for the ride to get to see <laughs> to see the, the action but yeah so cool. generous coffee exists to to sell coffee t-shirts whatever products have story behind them to then um make the world a better place uh, make sure you go to generouscoffee.com to check out anything coffee related that you want to check out wow okay come on i feel like everybody in their car right now don't clap and drive but clap because that was That's so cool, Ben. Like, that's super encouraging for me to hear. Um, You know, I feel like I feel like I got very similar advice, actually, from what the man said to you, like during the time that you were on the show, whenever I was like, I remember being in Dancing with the Stars and thinking like, this isn't reality. Like, this is not real life. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like the way people are looking, the way people are treating you. And, and it gets to that point where you do start to feel like I got to do something else, like way like bigger than this, than myself yeah. and than this. And I actually ended up going to Moldova the month after Dancing with the Stars. And um, it sparked a lot of passion in me for a lot of things I'm doing now. And so I think it's really cool that you went to Honduras I went to Moldova. We go to these places and you just kind of see the world for way bigger than your own little circle. Mm-hmm. And you begin to dive into that and get passionate about what that worldview looks like. And so the fact that you've decided to take this, not just um, for North America, but really have a more world point of view on how can I make the world a better place is so encouraging for me to hear. And I think that everybody can jump onto that, to that passion, that vision. And so I want to encourage everybody to look at generous coffee look at what ben's doing i think it's so awesome i would love to support in any way i can whether that's word of mouth telling people on the street or telling people on the podcast and so ben thank you so much for sharing you. all your good advice thank you for sharing your heart and being real i know people love getting to know you and probably are super inspired after this so you're awesome thanks so much for spending time with us oh this is awesome i mean what a cool podcast what a cool setup and, and thanks for the questions and you said it best um you know I think if, if anything from anything I've learned is that everybody has their sphere of influence and everybody's yeah. a leader in their own arena. And so for me, it's just cool to get to see everybody else pursue their dreams and I get mm-hmm. to pursue mine and talk to cool people like you. So thanks a lot. So good. Thanks, Ben. Hey, thank y'all. All right, y'all. You know what time it is. Time to call mama. So we're going to call mama with our best piece of advice and our worst piece of advice. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, Mama. How's it going? It's good. What you doing? <laughs> Actually, just got done talking to Ben Higgins. Awesome. Do you know who Ben Higgins is? Yes. <gasps> the Bachelor. Preacher of Passion, right? That mom. <laughs> Who is Ben Higgins? He was in The Bachelor. Oh, no, I thought that was the other preacher of passion. No, that's Ben Stewart. Oh, Oh, whoops. Oh, hey. I'm glad that you, you know, your mind's at church. I'm glad this is a podcast, not live. If it were live, I wouldn't have said it because I wasn't so sure. Oh, you know this is going on the podcast. 
Uh, this no, is, it's not. Mom, yeah, yeah, it's going on the podcast. <laughs> Bachelor Nation is going to be in an uproar. <laughs> I don't watch The Bachelor. Well, the, well the, he is one of the most known Bachelor people, like, oh, really? really ever. Yes, like... Um, oh, my gosh. And he's also a Christian mom. Aw. <laughs> Where okay. have you been? Well, I'm going to get to know him on your podcast. Yeah, you will. He was, he's okay. really great. Okay, Good. so, are you ready for the world that's good, world that's bad? Let's do it. All right. I personally love this one. I think it's so hilarious. Okay. Okay. If you're stressed about school, just quit. Join the circus. <laughs> Whoa, that is really bad. That is really bad advice. I will attest to that you really do keep your word with that, that well, that was bad, because I begged you, literally begged mom to get my uh, GED like so many times. I was like, mom, just let me quit. Just let me drop out. I can't do this. And you never That's right, me. because there is something to finishing. You've heard the speech a lot I've of times. I've heard the speech literally a thousand times. There's something really important about finishing. I get that there are things in school that you're never going to use. You're never going to, like, remember the that chemistry or whatever. But is there important lessons that you're learning in that, in that you can do hard things, that you can, you can learn things that you didn't think you could, that... You can finish a project even whenever you don't like it and you don't care about it. And those are all important life lessons, lessons that you need as an adult. And finishing school is one of those things that helps you to learn all those lessons. So that's true. Don't quit. Keep going. All right, even all of you stressed. school goers, don't quit. Y'all got this. That's right. That's right. Um, Okay, now I'm going to take a detour. Here we go. Like, I'm throwing one on you. So Ben was talking about how something that was really good advice for him was actually something that he felt the Holy Spirit say during a prayer time that he was praying. And and the Lord said, basically challenged him with the thought, is your life, like, worthy of being in, in the Bible? Like, would your life story be worthy of being, like, a Bible story? Does it, like, reflect my glory, all these things? And so for you, I would love to ask you off the top of your head who's somebody from the bible or a bible story that like you've personally received advice from that like you go to a lot or you've been like man that has that person i relate to so much Mm -hmm. that's actually kind of an easy one for me because i talk about this sometimes whenever i i speak because moses which is weird i guess that um moses is the one that i connect with but it's because when I was little, I actually had a speech impediment. And whenever Dynasty happened and everything, like, I think I don't see myself as, like, a speaker and all of this. But I felt like God called me to this, and he put me in this position. So I had to just, like, say yes, mm-hmm. even when it was scary and maybe nervous and all that. So that whole point where that whole moment, like, about the burning bush, whenever yeah. God's saying to Moses, like, I'm sending you and Moses like, no, 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 not me. Like, why me? Like, yeah. I don't have the words. And God's like, I'm going to give you the words. And Moses like, yeah, but I can't speak. I have a speech problem. Like, I'm not good at this. And God's like, I will help you. I'm with you. I will be there for yeah. you. And he's like, and he just says, go, you know. And so eventually, and he's like, I'll send a friend. So I was like, God sends friends for me too. Like, he sends Sadie with me or those <laughs> who he'll, he sends um, he sends Aaron with Moses to help him, but he's like, no, you're not off the hook. You still yeah. have to go. 
you're not stuck. You still have to go. And so um, I always really related to Moses in that moment and um, feel like every time I get asked to speak or do things that make me nervous or I feel like I'm not particularly like good at or whatever, that God's like, nope, I still need you to go. Yeah, I need you. That's so good. Wait, tell them about the dream, though. This is the this is like the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. to me. Okay, this is this is weird. So I had a lisp as a as a child, and I went when I was like in third grade to try to like do speech therapy, and I didn't fix it. And I just like I kind of like it was weird. I kind of like didn't care <laughs> that I had a lisp. <laughs> That's actually not and, weird. That's so your personality. <laughs> yeah, I was like back, so I didn't really care. Well, then um, when I got to high school, I, at fifteen years old, I had a dream that I was on the Tonight Show, <laughs> and I had a list, and I didn't like it. I was upset that I had a list, and I was on the Tonight Show. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning, and I was like, "Okay, I need to fix this list. I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to speech therapy." And I drove myself to therapy, and I got rid of the list for like a year of like really hard work to to get rid of it. And the crazy thing is, after the diagnosis happened. I actually was on the Tonight Show, Crazy. which was insane because at 15 years old, living in Western North Louisiana, there was no like indication that I was necessarily going to be on the Tonight Show. <laughs> I didn't really have any particular talents or gifts that was going <laughs> to be on the Tonight Show. But, okay, um, she says that, but she totally thought she was going to be a supermodel. Don't you <laughs> lie? She was in the modeling game hardcore. She was like, oh, no, you know, she was like, I might be on the Tonight Show being a supermodel and I'm going to be a supermodel on the Tonight Show and have a lisp. <laughs> that's that's kind of true. I was really tall and really skinny and so my mom was like, oh, you could be a model. So I did do a little modeling here at Pecanland Mall and Pecanland yeah, I, I, did do, I did do some modeling and at the time, like, supermodels were kind of, you know, really famous and, well, I mean, they couldn't say slower now but I think it was just like the beginning of that and I did see one of the supermodels that I loved on the Tonight Show. And that's perhaps awesome. that spurred on the dream. I don't know. Or perhaps God was preparing me for something that I did not have any idea. I think that that's probably the case, that God was preparing me I even back then. Say, I think that's awesome. That is just the coolest story ever. And um, I love how, like, you related that to Moses and his life. I think that there's somebody in the Bible that everybody can relate to in some sense. And you might could even relate to Moses in a million different ways than my mom can but uh, it's cool to seek advice from people like that because they were not perfect most of the bible characters had many 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 problems but you see how god was perfect throughout the whole thing and he always provided just like he didn't give moses necessarily uh everything that moses needed he didn't change his voice he didn't do anything like that but he prepared the way and he brought forth provision every single step of the journey and that's what he's done for my mom that's what he's done for me that's what he does for all of his children so great advice mom absolutely good advice well love you girl love you bye baby bye thanks so much for listening to the whoa that's good podcast we got a lot of good nuggets today don't forget to follow me on all the social media platforms i'm on instagram i'm at legit sadie rob twitter sadie rob and follow our live original instagram also i'm sadie robertson on facebook Head over to liveoriginal.com and subscribe to this podcast 
And while you're there, you can see the tour dates that I'm coming to a city near you. Don't forget, please leave comments in the iTunes section and leave reviews. This podcast is produced by Steve Strout and Peter Hartzell, so a huge shout out to them and a thank you to my LO team. You guys are the best. We love y'all and we appreciate you listening. I'll see y'all soon. Bye.